Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your host is Becky Olson. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Becky Olson. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends. I'm also a five-time survivor of advanced stage breast cancer, a motivational speaker, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And before I introduce our guest today, I want to share something that my husband and I just did this weekend. And I'm really hoping that if you have this this urge to, like, think I'm stupid, well, that's okay. (laughs) Just keep it to yourself. Um, But my husband and I went against all of the rules of of the COVID guidelines, and we did a cross-country trip, and we were gone for 10 days. And we drove south to Burbank and visited our son and his wife. And then we hung a left and went through my guest's state um, and had a beautiful stay in Sedona, Arizona. And then we went to New Mexico and we followed Highway 40 all the way to Atlanta, Georgia. And it was, um, you know, it was a necessary trip. It was something that we had to do. But I guess I'm sharing this with you because everybody has an opinion on on what we're doing with our lives right now. It seems like if you open up Facebook, you can't you can't see a Facebook post that doesn't really speak to this to some degree if somebody puts something out there. And, you know, so before we judge anybody for either being brave or being stupid, I mean, we had people tell us we were brave, but I, I think stupid probably is in there somewhere as well. Um, but, you know, we had an interesting experience. And one of the things that we discovered in this is on the day we drove through Arizona and we saw Sedona and we stopped at some rest areas, we were well covered. We had our masks on. We did not step out of our car without a mask. We took hand hand wipes into any restrooms that we used. I mean, we were extremely careful wiping down the door handles of everything we touched. So it, it was, we did everything we could to be safe in this. But it was interesting because on this one particular day, we went into a store, a little uh, kind of rest stop store along the way. And the sign in the door where most people, most uh, businesses would put signs like masks required to enter, this one said something like, Americans are free and we get to choose. And we went in anyway because we needed to use the facilities and nobody in the store had masks on, not even the people who worked there, nobody. And then we drove a little further and crossed the line into, into New Mexico where the governor on the day before had just shut down the state. And so I'll tell you, driving through a state that has been shut down was very interesting. You couldn't find a restroom if your life depended on it without stopping at a rest area on the highway. And that was that was what we discovered as well. So it was it was an interesting lesson in in how people treat this differently and the attitudes and the processes. But you know, we are Americans. We are free to have our own thoughts on this. So before you judge somebody as as being stupid for doing what we did, you know, we had our reasons. Um, one of them, of course, is I'm a stage four cancer survivor right now, and I have cancer in my liver, lungs, and bones. And my doctor even said, you know, some things are, are risky, but some things are worth the risk. And I wasn't sure I would have another Thanksgiving. So I'm very thankful that I did. And going across country to see family and see my daughter who got married and this was her first time serving Thanksgiving dinner at her house with her new family. It was it was pretty awesome. And we left her my car. I mean, why not? <laughs> so, um, but it was it was 
a good experience. It was scary. I don't think I need to do it again. Um, but along the way, I do want to tell. I, I want to give a little shout out to a really spectacular place that we found in New Mexico. It's called the Motel Safari in Tucumcari, and it was really fun. A little motel built in the in the fifties had its heyday in the sixties, kind of fell apart, and then got completely rebuilt. I mean, redone and. And I mean, it was it was fabulous, and we we were the last ones. The governor cut the uh, um, motel and hotel attendance to like twenty five percent occupancy, and we were the last ones to get a room at his facility. Um, he couldn't rent them all out, but it was it was so awesome. We had the uh, the rockabilly room, and it was really fun. So I wanted to give Larry a little shout out. He's the owner. And um, I'm hoping he's listening to this. So, and if not, he'll listen to it on replay. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> so, but a great little place, uh, the Motel Safari in Tucumcari, um, New Mexico. And, you know, check it out if you're going that way sometime in the future. So with that, okay, sorry I went on so long. But I get to interview or, I mean, introduce our guest today. His name is Ed Cheney. He is well known as a leading cannabinoid. Did I say that right, Ed? You did, yes. Okay, cannabinoid expert. He's a successful business owner, entrepreneur, podcast host, and producer, and he is based in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, Ed continues to combine his people-driven business insight with his passion to lead and and evolve. Did I write that right? Evolve. Yes, I think that's what I meant. <laughs> Having positively impacted thousands of lives through his business and in pursuit of thousands more. And I have been a guest on Ed's show, and I'm really excited to now have him as a guest on my show. Welcome, Ed. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Becky. And that was nicely said. And I'm <laughs> also very grateful to be on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so why don't you take a minute and tell us about you? I mean, I know a little bit about you, but I like I always like our audience to get to know a little bit about the guests from their perspective uh, before we kind of get on to the business at hand. Yes. I know. I love the personal touch to that. Uh, yeah. And so I'm here in Scottsdale. Uh, I have three children. One has left the house. I still have two teenage boys uh, there. Uh, loving wife, Kim. We've been in Arizona for now 30 years. Wow. Uh, originally, farm boy uh, <laughs> in Maryland. Uh, turned entrepreneur. And uh, so that, that sent me here. Uh, I'm usually on my own time very active in adventures. Uh, so I'm very inspired by the adventure you went on. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was it was an adventure, all right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's a shame. I, I'm so close to Sedona. I would have loved to, uh, my wife and I, to have had lunch with you up there. Well, that well, would have been fun. Yeah. It's such, it's such an easy place to travel to. Uh, because so you've been I to think, Sedona, right? You've, you've yes. been to, oh, so yeah. incredible. I, I've been hearing about it for years, and it's always been on my to-do list. And so we took the little side trip to, to see it, and I, I'm still in awe. My husband got some amazing photos um, that he put on Facebook, but oh, I'll tell you, I've Never seen anything that pretty before. It is. It's beautiful. And the people up there embrace genuineness. And it, it's just, it's a nice place to stay. It, uh, it, it was, truly. Yeah. So, um, so now you have a radio show on this same network. Why don't you tell us about that real quick? Well, of course, Becky. So it's called the CBD Ed Show. It is a weekly broadcast. Uh, and it started in 2019. And I did it to provide an unbiased, in-depth knowledge of this industry, which is extremely young. So there's a lot of misinformation, and even if you can get to the information, it's somewhat chaotic. 
so each and every episode, we try to dig into peer-reviewed clinical studies and, and just pass on good general knowledge so that consumers can really get an accurate perspective on this wonderful plant. So, Ed, I'm going to ask you to say the name of your show again, slowly this time, because you said it so fast. I know what you said, but our listeners might not have caught it. So, say it again slowly, please. You bet. It is called The CBD Ed Show. And interesting, the word Ed, the CBD Ed Show, was really an abbreviation for education, even though my first name starts with Ed. (laughs) It was a fun well, play on words. You know, for those of you who listen to this broadcast, um, if you want to hear his show, probably the easiest thing to do without, you know, writing and trying to get information, just go to voiceamerica.com and search for the name of his show. And then you can pull it up and you can listen to his archives, just like you can listen to our archives, or you can probably listen live if you, what which channel are you on? So we're on both health and wellness and variety. Okay. And our show is live every Friday okay. uh, at 11 p.m. Uh, Arizona Mountain Central Time. 11, 11 p.m.? 11, I'm sorry, 11 a.m. Okay. Mountain Central Time. Okay. All right. And, so that's how, you, that's how you find his show. So, you know, take a listen to it one of these times. And it's not always about CBD. I was on there and we didn't talk about that. We talked about something completely different. So yeah. um, you have a good variety of people on your show, too. So Yeah, and I think we're coming up to, uh, into about 100 episodes. So wow. uh, it certainly good. has a lot of good knowledge uh, good. that you can filter through. Good. So why'd you get into this business? You know, I, my mother also uh, fought or battled cancer. Uh, she did three different bouts of it. And on her last bout, um, I certainly was looking for an alternative to the traditional treatments for her cancer as they were kind of wearing her down. Um, and when we finally got to the place where she accepted the idea of trying CBD or you know, a cannabis-related product, uh, the outcome was amazing. And just from that position, uh, I knew that I had the skill and talent to take a little bit further. And so that's what got me in it. Yeah. So what did you do prior to this? What was your experience before before you got into this industry? You you know, I've been an entrepreneur now for 30 years. Uh, So I think the last time I worked for anybody was uh, in my military. I had a short six years in the military right after high school. Uh, And then from there, uh, it was college and then uh, right into my entrepreneurial career. And I have opened uh, or created five different brands in different industries. Uh, And I found that the skill I had was literally building people. And so that's what I've stuck with. And I do a really good job with it. (laughs) And right now, the brand I'm working on is Canafil, uh, which is, in fact, a line of uh, CBD-infused products that are conditionally based. So um, that's our our brand is we we build products that are designed to treat conditions. Okay. I was just going to ask you what conditionally based meant, but you just yeah. answered it. So, so is there a difference between um, the product itself, depending on the type of condition that you're treating? Yes, there is. Now, we, we focus in on uh, whole plant-based products. So we try to stay out of the, uh, the pharmaceutical world and keep it a natural product. And so there are so many 
molecules, so many components in Mother Nature and the plant that if they are understood, the science of combining them has incredible impact to our health. And you know, so- I, I actually went on your website, which I believe is canafil, C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Is that correct? You are correct. Okay, I'm doing that from memory. <laughs> so, um, And I did see that there are lots of different um, uses for it for treating different kinds of ailments. But I will confess I did not dig deeper than that to see what the differences were. So um, so who do who develops these different formulas? How, how does that happen? It was an interesting place. So in the very beginning, we used uh, chemistry students uh, at our local uh, campus oh. out here. Yeah, so they, they got us all started, and then now we just keep on staff uh, chemists, and we have a lab in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, and that's their only task is to uh, understand and, and be able to put these products together so that they're useful uh, in mm. our condition-specific designs. Okay. Well, can we talk specifically about the use of cannabis in treating cancer and if possible specifically breast cancer you know how, how does it help those people who are battling that yeah so let's let's just talk to that a bit and again now uh, I'll share experience that are both had by me and by others who mm-hmm. have taken our products uh, I think most are aware of that or, or and, and they can be aware that FDA because they have not, done the studies to regulate this product still prohibit both us and uh, the the medical community from making claims of uh, disease uh, effects on diseases. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move forward anyway and let you know that cannabinoids that are found in the hemp plant, and mm-hmm. the only reason the hemp plant was chosen is because the abundance of cannabinoids that are within it have been shown to be anti-tumoral. They've also been shown to enhance uh, immune response. And then finally, they are designed, uh, the the cannabinoids can can help you modulate cell signal pathways that cause cell death. And if if you understand cancer, breast cancer alike, the cells have have been, they, they, they don't die off any longer. So cells are programmed to to die off at some point, and when cancer invades that cell, it no longer does that. So these are the big components that are found in cannabinoids. So is there? You mentioned the hemp plant specifically. Is there a difference between CBD from the hemp plant and CBD from the marijuana plant? Uh, there. There is no difference in the molecule, Becky. The molecule is identical in both of those strains or those families of the cannabis plant. The difference is that the abundance of CBD in a hemp plant is a thousand times more than what is present in the marijuana plant. Ah, okay. That's interesting. I mean, these are things, I mean, I've, I've heard some crazy comments and we even had one on our show one time we were talking to a doctor an md who was no longer really practicing as an md but we asked her about the use of of cbd 
and and specifically medical marijuana. And to both of those, she made a comment that she wants to preserve her brain cells. And so, no, she doesn't believe in it. And I thought that was quite a long time ago. But um, I, I just thought, you know, there is so much misinformation, I think, you know, about this. I don't I, I know people who use CBD to treat different things and they seem pretty together you know so and I personally have used CBD for um, like rubbing lotions and things on my hip and um, you know for migraines and things like that and it seems to definitely help Um, and I don't feel like I've lost brain cells although my my husband might disagree I don't know (laughs) you know we've been married 40 years so you know (laughs) yeah so we 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 have identified all that is related to the stigma that has been attached to the marijuana plant you know all the way back you know in the 60s and the 70s and just has been maintained and set in our culture over all these years but the reality of it is it's completely false now that we have a deeper more clinical understanding of the molecules that are within the cannabis family including THC which is the molecule that causes the psychoactive feelings in our brain when we all say i get high yeah. uh, that's thc and and just as a point of interest uh the amount of thc in a hemp plant is so small that you will never get that psychoactive effect which is why the medical community has moved to the hemp side of the cannabis family uh, to to find their medicinal uh, benefits that's really helpful to understand because I, I just think that there is so much confusion about it and misinformation about it, and yet it's a very natural plant. It's not, it's not made in a chemist's lab or anything. So, But on that note, Ed, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, I would really kind of like to hear more about the difference between CBD and THC, and you know, let's put to, to rest once and for all, can I get high off CBD? Um, I, I want to kind of have that conversation with you. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. Before we continue on with Ed, um, I wanted to, as I always do, remind our audience, but this time it's a little bit, I'm going to put in a little bit stronger message for you. You know, as we're approaching year end, as you can well imagine, um, many nonprofits are down in their fundraising this year. It's been kind of a tough year because Breast Friends has always relied on three major events to help fund what we do. And this year we have not been able to hold those events in the traditional form. And fortunately, we have some amazing people who believe in us and still made donations to us. But but it's been down and we're coming up on the time where we have to put our budget together for next year. And this radio show is always on on the budget and I'm hoping that we can get it approved this year. So with that said, yes, it's a little bit of begging going on here, but um, I want to remind you that there are several different ways you can be involved in this. And regarding donations, if you don't have resources to make an, a donation directly to the, the program, if you would send an email to me at Becky at breastfriends.org and tell us that you listen to the show and why you listen to the show and what you're getting out of it and maybe even where you live. Just We don't need the your address, just your city, state, country, whatever. And let us know because that does show that there are people that are really benefiting this. We, we know we have listeners in all 50 states and 113 countries. And we'd love to see where some of you are, are listening from. So that would be helpful. But if you can make a donation, there's a couple different ways you can do it. First off, you can go to breastfriends.org and click the donate button and make your donation online that way. Or you can actually use text on your phone and you text BF Radio to 41444. And that will open up a link and allow you to make a donation that will go directly in support of the radio show. The other things you can do, you can join our Facebook group page, which is um, Breast Friends Around the Globe. And that is an actual group page, so you'll be able to make comments directly on there. And then introduce yourself to the group. Let us know who you are, where you're listening from, all the stuff I'd like to hear from you in an email. And then also nominate yourself as a guest. We're always looking for educational ideas, inspirational stories, anything that we think that our our audience would be interested in hearing about. So nominate yourself. Let's have a conversation. And if it feels like a good fit, we'll, we'll get you plugged into the program somewhere. So with that... Um, I like to get back to our show and our guest, Ed Cheney, um, from Canafil. So, Ed, um, during the break, we talked about tumor markers. And let's let's start with that because I don't think people understand really what tumor markers are. I've had some great success recently with tumor markers. and um, But tell us about the, the email that you got because I, I think this is pretty fascinating and uh, tells a good part of the story. So, why don't you share that? 
I, I'm happy to, and, and we just we had just received this uh, just maybe last week, I think it was. Uh, it was a text from the daughter to the husband, uh, and it was the husband who had reached out to us. Now, this uh, this text was sent to us, or was uh, created, I think, on November the eighth. Uh, anyway, so it was sent to us. Uh, the husband had came to us because the mother-in-law was 77 years old, living in Utah, and has pancreatic cancer. Uh, she had gotten a lot of pushback from family members on the use of anything cannabis-related. And so, you know, through our direction, we finally, you know, got some some acceptance there. And on, uh, on July, uh, she started using a product. And just to give you an idea, it was a product that had um, roughly about 100 milligrams of CBD per dropper, per dose. So that kind of gives you an idea how much she was using, about you know 100 milligrams a day. Her first marker reading, as she had sent this to us, she said, uh, you know, the text read this, uh, oh, guess what happened with her, her numbers? I'll actually share her numbers. That mom's tumor marker history was June 291. Um, then in July, she started taking uh, the CBD product. Now, I also want you to know that I also know she was in a light chemotherapy program. Okay. So, uh, but in August, uh, her marker read 129. Mm-hmm. So it went from 291 to 129. Nice. September, it went to 99. And then yesterday, which was November the 8th, it went 55.2. Uh, you know, that really makes my heart kind of sing because um, I know a lot of people listening probably don't really understand what a tumor marker is, but it's a test that they do on the blood to determine kind of, it's a little bit complicated and hard to explain, and there's different ones that they test for. But it basically, bottom line is it kind of gives you a sense of what kind of of cancer activity may be going on in your body. And so when your tumor markers are way out of range, and like for my three that they test, the normal range is 0 to 32 for one of them, 0 to 38 for one of them, and 0 to 3 for one of them. And my tumor markers were went off the charts um, back in, I think it was August or maybe it was July. It was like over 600 for the for the highest one. Six, it gone just skyrocketed, and then since then, it's been coming down, and all three of them have been coming down. So I'm just, it, it's just such an exciting feeling to know that it's at least trending the right direction. So, so I just wanted yeah. to share that because I think a lot of people don't have a clue what that really means, and you wouldn't unless <laughs> unless you're having them done. But, right. um, but I think that's that's exciting news, Ed. It's and, very exciting, and we're yeah. all emotional about it too because. Um, oh, yeah, most of our team members have experienced cancer with a family member. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, it hits us pretty big, too. Yeah, I um, bet. Well, thank you for sharing that. Now, before the break, we talked about, you just kind of briefly got into the difference between CBD and THC. So let's, let's go on that a little bit more um, because we just want people to really understand the difference and, and then talk, we're going to talk about some controversial issues that have yeah. come up. So, so why don't you start with the difference between CBD and THC? I, I will. Now, I, I wanted to approach it this way, and this is such a unique way, and it absolutely has an effect on maybe upsetting the current stigma that is wrapped around the cannabis plant. So when we think about the cannabis family, 
the cannabis family has in it uh, versions like indica, stativa, and uh, a redalius version. So these are these are strains within the cannabis family. But the interesting thing is the cannabis is divided into two sections: hemp and marijuana. Inside of those two families are each are the, they have the indica, sativa, and the uh, the redarius. Think of it exactly like a citrus family. In the citrus family, you also have lemons, oranges, limes, grapefruit, kumquats, right? Those are all members of the family. And when you divide them up, there's a sweet side of the family and there's a sour side of the family. And you wouldn't ever mix the two. Same thing about the cannabis. There's the hemp and there's the marijuana. And they aren't mixed. They are so different and unique much like the citrus family. So starting there helps us to understand, okay, so the hemp plant is very, very different from the cannabis plant. And almost every facet, it's full growth cycle is three months. Uh, the marijuana plant, you know, nine months, I think at minimum. Uh, the, the hemp plant is a str- long, straggly looking, weed looking thing, uh, <laughs> where the marijuana plant is, is very short, condensed with lots of, uh, lots of greenery on it. Those, those two plants, the thing that affects us the most is the hemp plant has a, 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 just a large amount of CBD molecules in it. Uh, and then we move over to the marijuana plant. The marijuana plant has an opposite, has very few CBD molecules in it, but it has a lot of THC molecules in it. Now, when we look at those two molecules, the CBD molecule is first and foremost, it is not psychoactive, so it does not cause any highs. It has a a tremendous effect on our body's endocannabinoid system as it triggers the receptors in that system to help the system maintain homeostasis. Okay, but I want I want to ask you a question before I forget because yeah. I have chemo brain and if I don't get a question out there I might forget what it was. Hope I can okay. remember now. Okay, so you were talking about using it as an example citrus, how there's so many different things in the citrus family and you know they all have a different flavor a different you know some are sweet some are sour etc so with that in mind i love grapefruit but there are certain types of uh, chemo that you cannot take with grapefruit because grapefruit changes the deliverability of the chemo drug or your body's acceptance of it i'm not sure exactly how it changes it but grapefruit was the one thing in the citrus family i could not consume when i was taking certain types of chemo is the same thing true of the of CBD or the hemp plant? Is there any chemo that you could be on that you cannot take these things with it because it changes the whatever whatever it changes? Um, do you know? I don't know if you even know I, that, but but I, I okay. <laughs> I had yes. a feeling you might. <laughs> and, and the uh, the question is an absolute perfect question uh, because you want to be able to have these kind of conversations with your physician mm-hmm. and having the answer to this will help you. Okay. So grapefruit does have the ability to alter the bioavailability of a of a pharmaceutical medication. What that means is that 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 pharmaceutical medication was 
designed to deliver a very specific outcome so that it can treat this uh, this condition. And it's designed to do that over and over again because this was lab produced. Mm-hmm. But when you ingest citrus, it has the ability to alter that. And it either may upregulate or downregulate, meaning that that pharmaceutical that you've taken, it may allow more of it to get absorbed or less. Okay. But either way, it's changing it. And now it's no longer what the the, the pharmaceutical was designed for, or it's been adjusted. Seems to just be grapefruit, though. I mean, they didn't say anything about don't have oranges, don't have lemons or limes. It was just grapefruit. So what is it in grapefruit that, that causes that? Oh, there's an enzyme in there, and the science is quite deep. Um, and I believe there is a paper, there is a whole topic on our show, uh, but it is deep and it is an enzyme that alters that regulation of that, that product as it comes okay. into your body. Well, we'll now, just leave it at that then. <laughs> so, well, so, I, but the important piece of information here is, is that if you have a r- grapefruit warning on your mm-hmm. prescription medication, mm-hmm. you now have a responsibility to talk to your doctor before using CBD because CBD has the exact type of enzyme in it. It has the similar characteristics as uh, grapefruit. So we want to make sure that there's not a conflict with your pharmaceutical. Wow. I'm so glad I asked. That's really good to know. Um, It's a very good question. Yeah. I I guess because you were talking about citrus, it just kind of put that thought in my head but um so so cbd from whether it's from hemp or from marijuana plant doesn't matter it is the same it is has the same impact as grapefruit from whichever plant it comes from is that right correct correct yeah okay it's not it's not an absolute but it's something your doctor should have knowledge of okay Uh, so the grapefruit warning can be a general warning but the doctor will have more specifics okay so to our listeners please 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 heed that advice if you're on chemo for you know if you're on active chemo treatment right now the drug i'm on fortunately at this time around anyway this this drug does not require a uh, i can i have a bottle of grapefruit juice in my refrigerator right this moment so um i love it and i'm glad i can i can consume it because i i do like it a lot but if you are on a drug that says that please 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 talk to your doctor before you accept cbd as a gift or go into a store and buy it um just talk with them and make sure because that's so critical and that's our disclaimer here so yeah (laughs) yeah Drug interaction is no no joke, so no, definitely no. want to be responsible about it. Uh, and the discussion with the with the uh, physician is the right direction to go. That's excellent. So, can a person overdose on CBD? No, they cannot. So, the World Health Organization and all clinical studies have already concluded that humans tolerate one hundred percent CBD. It's non addictive, and it has a uh, it has a large safety profile with humans. So there's no amount that you could take that would cause any kind of harm to it's you? Is that-, that is correct. Now, let's talk oh. through this. So okay. uh, our staff is usually very conservative uh, because it's it's so new. So, you know, 40 milligrams a day. But I'll share this with you. So a lot of our clients are, are, are looking at it from that perspective. 40 milligrams a day will solve a lot of problems. 
But clinical studies, they're up to 600 a day, 600 on a single dose. So these are clinical, peer-reviewed clinical studies. So I know there's a stigma that's still there, and there's still a lot of nervousness regarding uh, taking CBD uh, products. But but clinical study has already moved past all that. Just wanted to share that. Thank you. You know, I I wanted to share this really kind of fun story. a year, I guess maybe two years ago almost, I had something in my mouth, my, one of my taste buds kind of popped and got white and it was sticking out and it hurt like a son of a gun because I kept biting it. And it was so it was so sore and I put up with that for days, like, I don't know, four or five days. And my family came to visit for the, for the holidays, for Christmas, and we were going to go bowling one night. <laughs> and my daughter had a headache, so I gave her some to put under her tongue and before we went bowling, and by the time we got there, her headache was gone. And at the same time, when I gave her that for her, under her tongue, I put a little drop of it on that white spot on my tongue. And then I forgot about it. And when we got to the bowling alley and she told me that her headache was gone, I couldn't feel that lump anymore. And I got the mirror out and it was gone. That thing I had been putting up with for five days-ish um, was gone within 15 minutes. And... I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Whatever it was, I was glad because it hurt like a son of a gun. And then all of a yeah. sudden, it was gone and it didn't hurt. Is that is that a common response that people have? It is. It is. So the the light the the most reasonable outcome there was you had a cytokine uh, storm there, which means you had uh, an immune response, and the response was to. Uh, to upregulate inflammation, and the inflammation is what you didn't like. So as soon as you took that product, that's what you solved first, was you downregulated the the need for an inflammation response. And then once I stopped biting it over and over and over again, (laughs) it probably got better on its own. (laughs) I'm sure. Your body is so capable of this. Uh, There's another thought if I could share, please. You know what? Can you hold that thought? Because we're going to yes. go out to break. So hold Absolutely. that thought, and we'll, we'll start with that. Okay, when we come back, so hang on to it. <laughs> okay, stay tuned, folks. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking with Ed Cheney, the founder of Canafil, about the use of CBD for cancer patients. And Ed, just before our break, you said you had a thought. And I would like to have you tell our audience about your thought. Oh, yeah, and I do. And we get this from the clinical version of uh, CBD studies. And that the clinical uh, folks have already become very comfortable with CBD or the uh, medical term is cannabidiol because they understand it. it's a cannabinoid. And they refer to that cannabinoid as a phytocannabinoid, meaning derived from the plant. The reason they're so comfortable is because the body already produces cannabinoids. They're called endocannabinoids, only meaning that they are, they are created inside the body. So another area of comfort for our, our population on their, their uh, ease in with uh, cannabinoids or CBD is that it is a very natural product and well accepted. And that's it. That was my thought. Okay. Thank you very much. I did not know our bodies produce it all by them. Is it so? Is it a, a hormone that we're producing? What? I don't no, really it, understand it, that. It literally is a molecule produced by your system. So okay. that and the ECS, your endocannabinoid system, is the one that triggers those productions because it wants a signaling system when something happens to create to cause it to go out of homeostasis. In other words, when that injury to your tongue happened. Mm-hmm. Your endocannabinoid system triggered that there's a problem. It sent cannabinoids to those receptors, and that cannabinoid, along with the receptor, decided what it needed. Mm, interesting. Well, thank you. So let me ask you this question because I know this comes up quite often. Um, is it? I know that that marijuana is legal in some states, but it is not federally legal, and so carrying it on an airplane is a problem. What about CBD? CBD is federally legal. Okay. Uh, and to be absolutely safe, you always want to have your ingredients in your receipt or the label in your receipt. Okay. Uh, to discern that it came from the hemp plant. Okay. The, the federal rule says two things it must be derived from the hemp plant, it must be less than 0.03% THC. Okay, that was my next question because I know that that some does have a certain amount of THC in it. So, so what's the? I'm sorry, less than zero point three? No, point, less than point zero three. Point zero three percent THC based okay. on dry weight. Uh, if you buy T, if you buy a CBD product, there should be an associated third party test which will validate okay. that amount. Okay, so those are the two requirements. So again, people listen carefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are the two things that it needs to say on the bottle. So you know, don't transfer it to some unmarked bottle. Make sure you bring it with the label and all of that. So, um, so then they can take it on the plane. They can put it through with their with their carry on baggage, and it will not be a problem. 
Now, and keep this in mind when it comes to um, flying, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the, the people that are in charge of our safety um, yes. when we're flying have mm-hmm. no interest in checking for drugs. They've made that completely clear. Your concern is, is when you land on your destination. Okay. Your destination may have an issue with cannabis. And so you always want to check where you're flying into and what their issues are with cannabis. Okay, but but okay. CBD from the hemp plant, it, it's still legal in all of those states. It's just there. There is, I believe, it is now that we passed the, uh, the last ballot. I don't think there's any states left that do not have some version of legal with okay. CBD. Okay, so check. So yet. check. Just you know, Google the destination and just see what what you find about it. So yeah. so I guess. Proceed with caution, but don't feel bad about proceeding. Just do it carefully, right? That's just, well put. Okay, good. Um, so how do we store CBD? So CBD, the most common uh, delivery method of CBD is a CBD oil mm-hmm. that is either applied topically or put under the tongue. Mm-hmm. And that has no real storage needs. Okay. Uh, direct sunlight and heat can have long-term effects. Okay. So if you can just keep it away from direct sunlight and heat, then you can keep it around for, you know, months, maybe a year. Okay. When it comes to those two, the first thing you'll notice is that those molecules were designed to stack. Okay. Uh, So they can return back to their original uh, characteristic, which is crystalline. And so if you shake the bottle and you see some crystals forming, you likely had it in excessive heat or in sunlight. Oh, so what do we do with it if that happens? Return it back to your the, the person you bought it from, and, and hopefully they'll get you a new one. But okay. uh, you cannot re... You can't turn it from that back to a liquid. Okay. Uh, it, it, takes, it takes a lab to get that back. So if it crystallizes, basically it's of no value anymore. Correct, correct. Okay. Okay, so, you know, and returning it may not always be possible because maybe you had it a really long time and you didn't store it the way you're supposed to. So, you know, (laughs) just kind of keep that in mind. And it's not going to be bad for you either. It just will not be as effective. Okay, so is there some effect then? Just not full effect? That's correct. There would be some effect. Okay, it's kind of like taking expired aspirin. Maybe you need to take an extra one because it's it's not bad. It's not going to hurt you, but it might not have the same impact as two would normally have. Maybe you need to take three. I don't know. Um, So I'm sorry if I'm saying anything that's so basic, (laughs) but I just want to make sure we're giving proper information. So, um, okay, and I know we've already talked about a lot of these things, but how do we tell quality CBD from the rest? I mean, there is so much. If you Google CBD in, on Amazon, it's everywhere. And how do you know the good from the bad? Or is there bad? Is there a difference? There, there absolutely is. And the answer is so simple. We have to self-regulate because there is no federal regulations in place. And I don't expect them for at least another year, year and a half. That being said, responsible manufacturers should be self-regulating. And the number one item for self-regulation is a third-party analysis. And a third, so that third, it's called a COA, a certificate of analysis, should be present for every product you're purchasing. 
and whether that's on their website, whether they hand deliver it to you, but there should be one, and if they're not, be suspicious. So there's a, and I don't want to put anybody down or put any companies down um, because they can't afford the lawsuit, but let me, <laughs> let me ask you, I mean, there are so many, I mean, there's stores that sell it, and there are multi-level marketing campaigns where the goal is to get other people to sell it too and then everybody in their what upline gets some percentage or something Mm -hmm. um so without mentioning any names um is that all legitimate i mean i i i don't know i mean i see so much of it and i just It, it i can only tell you it's legitimate if i can see a third party test okay and here's what this means you can get hemp oil but you can you cook with hemp oil, but hemp oil has no value to us medicinally uh, a condition uh, for, you know, for treating a condition. None, none, none whatsoever. And so if you're getting just hemp oil, you're not going to get any medicinal benefits out of it. And the okay. only way you will know is with a validated third-party test because a third-party test will say, this is the percentage of CBD in this product. This is the percentage of CBG. They'll let you know everything that's in there. Okay. So from a potency thing, that is gold. It's so important, and it didn't cost you anything. All you had to do is request it, or maybe it was just there in a link. But observe it. Uh, in addition to that C, C, in it with that COA on potency, there will also be, you know, are there any uh, pesticides, heavy metals, and things that could cause uh, other harm to us? So. The third-party test is also valid, valuable. So does the third-party test, once it's been analyzed, I'm, I'm just trying to understand this because I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. On a third-party test, they're, are they just analyzing or are they giving you the the finding? You know, like like this is this is this and this and this and this, so therefore we recommend it or therefore we don't recommend it? Is there it's anything? An un, it's an unbiased. Okay, so what are we findings. looking for then? What, Most, what kind of findings are we looking for? You bet. So start with the volume of CBD in it. And what should it be? If, well, it should be related to the label, and that's it. So if the label says, my product has 500 milligrams of CBD in it, that test will say, this is exactly how many grams of CBD is in this bottle. Okay. And it will either be under, over, or right on. So Okay. That's very so simple. We're just looking on this certificate of of uh, what do you call it analysis. analysis that there that it does contain what the bottle says it contains, right? Perfect. That's step okay. one. So then, how much should it contain to be of medicinal value to it us? Really, is specific to the condition. Okay. And here's an example: anxiety. You need very little. You need 10, 20 milligrams a day. So if you bought a bottle that had five hundred milligrams in it. You could see that it would last you for 30 or 40 days. Okay. All right. If I'm treating breast cancer, I might want to move mine up to 100 milligrams okay. per day. So I need something that is a bit stronger, like maybe it has 3,000 or 4,000 milligrams in the same size bottle. Oh, so we can take it for longer then, so we don't run out right away. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Now, I would be able to see both of those tests. And I would be able to validate that the CBD they said was in there actually is in there. So what was what was the amount for anxiety again? 10 to 20 milligrams per day. Okay. I, I'm writing all this stuff down because uh, I, my brain just doesn't retain it. So 10 to 20 milligrams a day if you're having anxiety, which, you know what, for cancer patients is very common. It you is. know, I can't sleep at night sometimes because I'm laying there and I'm 
thinking about my cancer and what it all means and you know am I going to be here for another Thanksgiving I mean you get those thoughts in your head and and prayer works prayer helps a lot which I do pray Um, but if you have a, a an aid like this for that level of anxiety maybe just a small portion might might help is that is that what I'm hearing you are correct, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of patients out there who are inundated with all types of solutions wrapped around their cancer, and so keep in mind we have provided a uh, learning center on our website to help them, and all the learning center will have are your peer-reviewed uh, content and content that will be valuable to their decision making. So, give thought to you know these questions that you might have as we have a learning center on the website that might help. Wonderful. You get the so, answers. listen, we've we've only got a couple minutes left, and I I do have a question. Not all medical providers um, support the concept of using CBD or medical marijuana or any of that. How do we talk to a if we have a doctor that we love and we care about and we know that they care about us and they don't understand it? How do we talk to them? All right. Here I, need the, good... I need the fast answer yeah. <laughs> before we run out of time. <laughs> go to ncbi.gov uh, or go to Google Scholar. Pull up any clinical study you find. Take it with them and go, hey, doctor, can you instead just interpret this study for me? Ah, smart. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure that, that if they do understand it better, and if they don't, maybe they will do their own research on it too and find that maybe there is some value here. So, well, I'm really excited, Ed, that you were a guest on my show. We are out of time. It's amazing Mm -hmm. how fast it goes sometimes, but I really appreciate everything that you have shared with us today. Um, Oh, I do have one one more question and I need the 30-second answer. Buying online versus stores, does it matter? Yes. Go to the store if you need knowledge, if you need to talk with somebody. It's the best way to get that knowledge Once you've gotten it, then you can go online for the convenience. Perfect. I love that. Okay. And that's kind of what everyone does nowadays anyway. I think you find something you like and then you just find where you can get it online. And and I suppose the prices vary significantly as well, I'm guessing. Not by much, though. Not what I've seen. Okay, that's great. Well, um, Ed, thank you. And for just as a reminder, please, this this podcast is available um, through our our host page, but it also is is pushed out then to all of the major podcasts out there. If you have an iPhone, which I know a lot of you do, there's a podcast app on your phone that says podcasts, and it comes. It's an app that comes with the iPhone. If you open that up and search for Breast Friends Cancer Support, we this this whole thing comes up, and you can subscribe. You can. Um, get notifications every time there's a new a new episode that's been uploaded. Makes it super easy to listen to our our podcast once it get, gets pushed out to the podcast world once it airs live. So um, we really encourage you to do that. And please again consider making a donation, especially this is year end, and we really do need all the help we can get because we are getting to that point where we need to decide if we can keep the show going or not. And your help and your support, whether it's financial or just emotional support, saying, yes, this show is super helpful to me. Um, 
either way, either of those are really important to us right now. So please let us know. You can write to Becky at breastfriends.org and let me know your thoughts on the radio show. Again, join Breast Friends around the globe and become one of our, our members. It's only been out there for a few months and we have over 500 people that are have signed on to be members and we have people from all over the globe on there, which is very exciting. So please consider that. And remember, we will be back next week. And until then, there is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. We'll talk again next time.